0: What's going on, world? Just let me know that Technically Speaking is on Clubhouse. So if you have access to the application, go ahead and search for Technically Speaking and join the nearly 5,000 members globally every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We talk about a whole range of different topics supplemental to a lot of the themes on the show. We've got folks that are early in their careers, late in their careers, across different industries, all sharing their experiences, expertise, and tips on stage. It's something that you don't want to miss. I personally look forward to having you in the club and seeing you on stage. That's Technically Speaking on Clubhouse. My name is Harrison Wheeler, and this is Technically Speaking. Welcome. Suppose you've remotely been aware of the conversation around diversity across the tech and design industry. In that case, you probably know that black designers make up three percent of the entire industry that's it that was the report that came out of the 2019 AIGA design census report and this is across all design disciplines right that's graphic designers illustrators web designers ux designers a wide sweeping set of roles this number is also the foundational problem addressed by an initiative turn movement called Where Are the Black Designers? It was co-founded by my guest in this episode, Mitzi Oku. We walk through exciting developments in her career and the origins behind the Where are the Black Designers movement and what's in the organization's future. When I asked Mitzi about her motivations behind Where are the Black Designers, this is what she had to say.
1: I'm focused on providing a space, an opportunistic space for Black designers Mm -hmm. um, because I didn't have that. And that was a very traumatic experience. And I am trying to work at healing and and like empowering Black designers and prospective young Black designers so they don't have to go through that again.
0: Welcome to the show.
1: I am so happy to be here. And it's also so wonderful to meet you as well.
0: I know I was actually, I recorded, um, a show right before this. And, um, I was talking with like two designers that started this organization. Mm And, just over the past six months, I've just been seeing the moves that they've been making and the strides that they've been making with their org. And I was like, have you guys actually ever met each other in person? And they were like, no. (laughs) And I was like, this is the age of it. I had this realization also. Uh, on a work call the other day where we just, we had a bunch of these new hires and like, I've been literally working with them, but I have no idea who they are in real life.
1: Yes, I completely agree. It's like, it's weird because it's like a blessing and a curse because I've met so many amazing people yeah, digitally, but it's also yeah. so weird that I met them digitally and like, I know them through just like digital like the digital space and whatnot I know their personalities and I'm like it's so weird because we don't live there at all
0: the silver lining into all of this is it's just broken down the barriers in terms of geographic regional differences I, I even say like I live in San Jose but even if there's a event in San Francisco I mean that's like an hour and 10 minutes of hopping in traffic
1: yeah. you know yeah. And
0: so, you know, at the click of a button, we can connect and have conversations and get to know people and learn from people around the world in an instant. So mm-hmm. super, super thankful, uh, for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so how are things going? I mean, it's been a, it's been a pretty, I feel like it's been a pretty transformative year, uh, for yourself.
1: It's been like a really crazy year. I'm feeling a little bit of like burnout from how crazy everything has been, um, yeah. Cause it's just been like hit the ground running since June, since the conference happened, Mm -hmm. um, and then I left HP was like unemployed for a little bit, but was like still focusing on where the block designers very heavily and then got a new opportunity, um, at Spotify, which is crazy, but it's even crazier because it's a different country. So I'm having to deal with just like the move and everything, which, um, like not paid or anything but shout out to spotify because they've just been like super supportive with connecting me with an agency that's just like don't worry about anything you don't have to lift a finger we're just gonna do everything for you so that's yeah. just like a relief um in a sense but i also have like a lot of anxiety about moving to another country not because it's another country but because of the pandemic right And yeah. i mean it's great that vaccines are coming out but it's like you know borders are still closed so i'm like i'm going to enter another country and i have no idea when i'll be able to like come back i don't know when i'll yeah. see my friends or when they'll be able to come visit me so it's just like super weird
0: yeah and and all the other person on the other side of the zoom call is going to see is a different background yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so what are what are what are the types of things that you have to like prepare for when you're moving to another country
1: Yeah. So um, visa, that's like the most important thing. That's kind of the thing that um, is like the gateway to other things that I have to do is I have to get my visa first, which I just sent my application. So I'm waiting for that. And then um, after the visa, then they're going to send me this giant shipping container and then just like pack all my stuff in there and then they're going to ship it over. And then I just talk to someone from the relocation agency. That's like, Okay, well, you need to get like your residence permit, and then you need to get your tax ID, and then you need mm. bank account. And then also, like, we need to get you an apartment, because I'm going to be singing corporate housing. And yeah. then we have to like, go around and get to know the neighborhood. So we can't do that because of like COVID and everything like yeah. that. So those are that's, that's, it's so much too. And I'm like, how am I gonna start working? Like, with with, with all of this?
0: And it seems like it's all paperwork for the most part and i would probably assume it's fairly antiquated you're not dealing with like you know consumer grade uh you know websites that do this is that how it is
1: um so again they've just been making like really easy they've just been like okay fill out this paperwork and then just send it to us and then we'll just kind of like do the rest for you and we'll just like be with you every step of the way so like yeah. they were saying that like i think Spotify's giving me like a week off maybe Um, to go get my bank account and everything, um, put up and someone's going to come with me to like set that all up. So it's like, it's like really nice. It's like having your hand being held, but in like the most, like, you know, educate, like educated way and, and whatnot. So it's, it's still good.
0: What are, what are some of the things that you're anxious about working on the other side of the, of the pond?
1: I think for me... I'm more anxious about just like how I'm going to dedicate my time toward the black designers. I'm not really worried about, you know, performing well at Spotify. I think I already have that passion in me. And I think that I, I have a feeling that it's going to be set up that I'm going to grow and, and just, you know, soar and whatnot. But for me, it's like, how is my energy going to go towards worth black designers Mm -hmm. because um, it's mostly like U.S. based, but there's an opportunity space to expand it to you know where I'm going to be mm. in Europe and stuff. Yeah. Um, but my team is mostly U.S. based, so how am I going to meet with them? When am I going to meet with them? Because mm. like a nine-hour, I think an eight to nine-hour time difference between like California, where some of my team members are, um, to to Sweden. And so like how am I going to do events when I'm just going to be on like the end of the spectrum of just like time where it's just like late. Um, right. so that's one of the things that I'm a little bit worried about. It's just like how to manage that time because it, it's not just like a passion project, like it's kind of like yeah. something I want to build and work towards like establishing within like our society. So, yeah. so just like looking at how that's going to happen, I think is making me a little bit anxious and even planning next conference. Cause we're going to have a, right. conference for sure. So like planning that all out, what I'm going to do, if things are going to be like open, if it's going to be physical, if it's going to be digital, you know, yeah. like if I'm physical, I need to, you know, save up my vacation time so I can dedicate that time to doing all of that and whatnot.
0: Right, right. So let's dive into that a little bit. Um, I think Where are the Black Designers is probably one of the most influential projects of 2020. And, Uh, you know, it's definitely garnered a lot of attention. I mean, we're talking about fortune magazine ad week. I think you've done some collaboration with Adobe AIGA, um, maybe kind of take us through the inception of that project and, and kind of what motivated you to start it.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a, it's a journey because I think people have a tendency to think that it happened because of just the horrible like murder of george floyd but it wasn't that like i was already hurting from that but that's not what ignited it it was just like watching all of these companies put up those performative black squares and be like oh yeah well we support (laughs) the black community i'm like "Mm, no you don't like there's data out there that shows that like three percent of this entire industry is made up by black people which means that you're contributing to the fact that there's no diversity within the creative and tech space. And because you're not hiring black people, you're therefore contributing to racial injustice. So Mm -hmm. I was like, you can't sit there and say that you support the black community, but then like not hire us, which contributes to that racial injustice. So with my personal account, I started like going on, like, you know, major companies and design agencies, like Instagram account, and just like calling them out and be like, Hey, like you're contributing to the fact that this this like this industry and this space is predominantly white like what are you doing about that and mm. some people were just like yeah like we were working on projects for like the prison school pipeline which and it wasn't really answering my question and yeah. so I texted one of my friends from school um his name's Garrett Alvary and he's also a co-founder and um I was like hey Garrett like do you want to kind of like you know, try to put together like a small community, like discussion about just like racial injustice within the tech and creative space. Um, cause we kind of tried to do something similar at school to kind of like, uh, call out just the fact that, you know, it was weird that we were sitting in Savannah, Georgia, which is one of the blackest cities, but there was like, no, like connection yeah. in terms of just like black talent pipeline. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, sure. And so we were kind of like planning it, like got the website and everything and actually context to the name of Where the Black Designers. Um, Maurice Cherry presented a presentation in South by Southwest called Where the Black Designers, which is mm-hmm. a presentation that I probably watch every year. Especially around Black History Month because I just get angry around that time because, you know, yeah. companies are just like, oh, we support the black community. I'm like, whatever. No, you don't. Let me go watch this video to make myself feel better. <laughs> and so, yeah. Um, So, so back to the story, Um, but yeah, Garrett got the website and everything like that. And I was like, this is the question to ask, like Maurice asked it and it was a perfect blueprint. He had this perfect presentation that just offered all these solutions. I want to amplify that and ask this same question because it's just the perfect question to ask. And I, I feel like it's just on everyone's mind. Mm -hmm. And so we were preparing for it, got the branding assets and everything. And I was like, okay, why don't we just do like a little you know, poster challenge to promote the event, and you know, just like also do like some type of like digital protest with that. And yeah, it's like, like a great idea and whatnot. And we were gonna be happy with like fifty <laughs> people. I you know, we were like, if fifty people showed up, if five people showed up, we were gonna be excited right. about it because we just wanted to talk about this, and I just wanted to know that I wasn't crazy asking this. Yeah. Way. So we released the poster challenge and. Um, you know, my friends were just like sharing and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, like, I get these like messages that are just like, yo, it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, they're like, yo, like, this is blowing up in IDO slack. And
0: you're yeah. like,
1: you're like, name is circulating. Cause you did that fellowship and whatnot. And then, and I was like getting messages that were just like, yo, like this person that I follow was like doing your poster challenge and blah, 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 blah. And it got really huge. And we were excited that we hit like a hundred followers. We were, like, Yeah. That's like, yeah. And then the number started going up, and we started looking at the RCP list, and it jumped from like a few <laughs> to like a thousand people. And Garrett and I we were just like, we were just like shit, like
0: you're like, is there a Zoom plan that can handle this many exactly, people?
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I was like, Garrett, we were like looking at the Zoom plans and we were just like, okay, let's look at the prices to hold like, I don't know, a thousand people. And it was so expensive. And I was like I was like, Gary, we don't have the money for this. Like, we can't pay this out of pocket. And he was like, Okay, let's just pause. Let's just block the RSVPs and just like pause them until we can figure it out. And so, one of the first people that reached out to us the first few days that we kind of started like trending with our poster challenge was Gary Hustwit, who's the um, director of that Helvetica documentary. And he was like, Hey, like, I really like what you guys are doing. Like, you know, like, do you need help with anything? And like Garrett and I were like freaking out. We're like, yo, this is like Gary Hustwit. Like, and we were, and he we was like
0: design school coming to life. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. And we were just like, this is crazy. And yeah. we were just like discussing it. And, um, we were just like, let's just ask him some production advice. And yeah. so we had a meeting with him. We were like, Hey, Gary, like, you know, we know you're. You know a filmmaker and a director like can you give us some like production advice and he's like yeah like you make this happen and out of just nowhere like an angel in front of he was like you know what let me just take care of the production and you go and focus on the speakers and i was just like oh my god wow. thank you lord and and it was great because had we not met gary would we wouldn't have had such a strong um just like list of mm-hmm. speakers because he connected us with Raja who connected us with Christina um, and all of these like other amazing people that we we had in the in the conference and even if they weren't in the conference we still like forged some amazing connections and whatnot and so that that was great because as we were making connections they were leading us to other amazing people and also um, some of my friends were connecting me to like other people um, that you know were making all of these amazing graphics and stuff like that so I met Elaine Lopez who, is amazing and she's also an og of the wear the black designers and she was like posting all this like amazing data that was also like beautiful it's yeah. like how white our industry was and so i connected with her and eventually she made it to our advisory board because she was just i um, great and so that's how that came about and it was great because so many people reached out to us and like what can we do to help like we you know, we've noticed that, you know, you guys ask for, you know, zoom licenses, how, how many can we provide? And mm-hmm. it was and it was so wholesome because there were companies that were just like, we don't have that many zoom licenses, but we just want to offer as many as we can. And so that was just so beautiful because it was such a community effort. Like I think Garrett and I like lit the spark and everyone just like came together because it was a question that needed to be answered and that, you know, Maurice asked, but just did not garner enough attention
0: ever have an idea of starting a podcast i had one for quite a while before i took the leap and started technically speaking anchor.fm made it easier than ever if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast and it has everything you need in one place let me explain there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone tablet or computer it handles all of your distribution, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Did I mention it's free? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Right.
1: And and so we, we came together, and then even during that... Um, uh, Cheryl Dean Miller kind of like reached out to us. She's like, you have to make sure that you're not stealing anybody's work because we weren't trying to steal Maurice's work. We just wanted to amplify it because he was sure. so great at asking this question. And so I probably spent like three to four hours a day with Cheryl for, I think a few days or like a week hmm. um, about her telling, her telling me and like guiding me like okay, you have a huge microphone, the hugest that we've ever seen as a black design community, like, you need to say a few things and just say it super well. And mm-hmm. I think that advice was great, because we were already doing too much, I would say. But when she stepped in, she's like, you're doing too much. And you just need to just simplify it. And she Like
0: too, too much in regards to what?
1: Like we were going to have like different breakout rooms. We were going to have different disciplines. Like it wasn't going to be just only about design. It was going to be about like fine art and like literature. Mm. And it wasn't focusing on the question of where are the black designers. Sure. So she was like, you're doing too much. Just make it super simple. Just make it super streamlined. And so we took things back, just like streamlined it, looked at the logistics. Um, and we were just like, okay, we're just going to have like, a five hour conference and we're just gonna like talk about like these things in regarding to design. And so that's how we came about it. And I think because I wasn't really connected to the black design community, I was kind of like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, make my tribe because we have a huge microphone, just like and try and introduce like a new wave of just like black designers. So that's why we had some designers from like Ethel's Club. Um so that was Vanessa Newman and their initiative for Design to Divest, I had my friend Shabnam Kashani, who presented that great presentation about like algorithms Mm -hmm. and how just like ancestral bias from white people has made its way down to modern technology, highlight, you know, um, what a major design agency like IDEO is like doing and, and just kind of like make an awareness about just kind of like the black experience of becoming a designer and just kind of like shining that light specifically mostly to allies while also telling black people, just continue what you're doing. Like you're doing great. Um, and then just like doing that. So that's kind of like how that, yeah. that came about.
0: Yeah. Well, look, I will say from the outside, it looked very well organized and that you were prepared to have For was it, it was like YouTube had like 14,000 views the last time I looked. Um, yeah. Yeah, Like in terms of the production and just seeing all of the organic, where the black designers like Instagram posts, I mean, it was very, very, I think it was moving to be honest with you. And I'm on LinkedIn quite a bit. And so I think it was particularly moving when people were coming to me and asking me like, yo, have you heard of this? It almost (laughs) felt very mysterious. And I was like, Ooh, I like this. I like (laughs) it. Yeah but I, but I think like one of the, one of the points that I want to kind of maybe dive into that you have mentioned earlier was, um, about the performative side of things. Right. Because, uh, you know, for instance, like I, I wrote an article like right, right around the death of George Floyd. Right. And, and I think for me, that was really just a culmination of just everything that's been happening in the past. Right. It's like, you have these things happening around you, but yet you walk into an environment where no one talks about it, where you're not represented. And and then additionally, when it comes to the design ethos of a company, it's all about equity and diversity and empathy, but we don't see this being performed from an institutional perspective, mm-hmm. right? And so, and I'm, I'm this is not one of those things I'm gonna put on you, because I don't think it's actually, the work is actually, on, on, on the institutions to make change. And so, you know, out of a lot of the effort that you've done, have you had any conversations with some of these institutions that are starting to make a change driven by these efforts?
1: That's funny that you say that because I, and I don't even know if I should be saying this, but it's like, Mm -hmm. I just recently had a conversation regarding an, regarding an incident, um, with my school I went to Savannah College of Art and Design and I was talking with someone um, about just kind of like their efforts but I was like low-key saying that like you guys aren't really doing enough because some of your actions are going against like the work that you're kind of like doing and it's rubbing some people in your black student population and your Black Student Alumni Network the wrong way. um. So it's just like, I haven't been talking to institutions because in a way, like part of me, and this might be controversial to say, but part of me doesn't care to talk to some of these institutions. And sometimes part of me doesn't even care to like answer their emails because I'm just like, I'm not, going to help you with your mess because I'm focused on providing a space, an opportunistic space for black designers
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, because I didn't have that. And that was a very traumatic experience. And I am trying to work at healing and and like empowering black designers and prospective young black designers so they don't have to go through that again. Yeah. Um. So for me, it's kind of like, it's like i don't really want to hear it and i don't really want to help you and it sounds bad but it's just like part of me doesn't want to go back to my school and be like yeah like i had a great experience and, and join their alumni network to like help them with a problem that they created and are also art did contribute to i'm like mm-hmm. that's your mess you kind of need to figure that out the best i can do if i'm in a really nice mood is like point you to somebody that can you know talk to about their experience so that you guys can learn from that. So yeah, I haven't really talked to any institutions because again, that's just like not really my problem. It's like their mess to clean up and I don't want to be using the platform to like be a bandaid for them and, and like put black designers in a institution or a company for the sake of a diversity check and just like put them in a traumatic environment. I think that would be going against what I believe in and like what the mission statement is. So yeah, just like only focus on that space and making it pleasant for everybody.
0: Yeah, and and I'd be really interested, and I don't know if you've had these types of conversations. what experiences have been for Black folks outside of the United States? Is it some of the same things? Um, Is there a difference? Is there a different approach in terms of Kind of how people get organized in other countries like are you starting to see these types of things
1: I think I'm starting to see things come out of the woodworks um because yeah. I remember having our first meet and greet mm-hmm. and I remember just like there I think there was a part where like people from America were asking questions to our UK population because they're kind mm-hmm. of like the biggest um, European yeah. population yeah and we were kind of explaining that like yeah we kind of go through the same thing but I think a little bit worse because Mm -hmm. not like here where it's in your face and people are very like loudly outspoken it's like no one seems to like talk about it there um and so yeah it's really interesting and even then i remember after the conference i was like getting messages from people in europe that were just like i love seeing this because i was the only black person in this environment and i just really loved the fact that I was seeing people that were just like talking about exactly what I was going through. Mm -hmm. So that's just kind of like what I've received so far. And I'm so glad that there's where the black designers to kind of like have all types of people or all types of black people from different places come to this space and just be like, there's a community and you can emote and just like be who you want to be. And like, know that like, you're not alone and going through all of this um but then also it makes me happy because this whole community just proves that blackness is just like not a monolith and that mm-hmm. like just there's like it's like what kelly walters just recently posted or like um said in the fast company article that there's not like there's not like one black perspective there's like a diverse black perspective or like there's like a di- diverse amount of black perspective and that we need to respect that So that's Um, kind of like what I really like about that space.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so what's next?
1: Oh, I don't know if I should share what's next because we have like a lot of amazing things planned that I want to keep under wraps that I'm really, really excited about. But um, I think in terms of like what's next overall in the general sense, um, we're just still trying to expand. We're always trying to showcase, um, black talent through just like different collaborations. So we did a Bagu collaboration. We did an urban outfitters collaboration. And I think we have, we have a few collaborations coming up that I'm really excited about. Um, yeah. we're always amplifying, you know, just doing, you know, events. Um, I mean, we still have so much work to do. It's, sure. it's not like, you know, because this space exists, that everything's just like solved, like We're seeing like a lot of things with like mental health and wellness and how to kind of like tackle that. Like we're still seeing, you know, like a lot of, um, black people in our community, just like, you know, struggling to get, you know, employment. Um, but again, we don't want to put them in like a weird position where Mm -hmm. where we're push them in a traumatic situation, but like. Trying to like revamp the experience of them acquiring a job and making sure that they're going to the right place. So we're trying to like, look at how we can revamp our website. So it's just like more pleasant and that they're getting more direction and getting to the Mm. right. Um, we're trying to, so recently, um, someone named Jordan made some fire t-shirts for us to, um, make some fundraising for our, uh, community. So we're going to be using that as like seed money to basically, um, do like a community, like a community digital education teaching center. Awesome. Um, and we're working with like some initiatives like design to divest. They're a really cool crew to kind of like build that up and whatnot. And so that's kind of like the little things that we have. Um,
0: yeah. It's super exciting. Yeah. And the shirts are amazing. I actually bought one and it's very high quality. Um, I love rocking it. So, um, Mm -hmm. I'm glad I was able to take part in that, but you know, the design community is, it's not just a job, right? It's, it's a Mm -hmm. full experience Mm -hmm. and I'm really glad that you are able to facilitate these, these conversations, um, because I think it is something that many of us have been dealing on our own right Mm -hmm. and and i think the trauma from that you know has many side effects from an anxiety Mm -hmm. perspective burnout and you know i think being able to have a successful career be able to empower communities allows you to invest in those communities overall and contribute to the society at large so um it's great to see that these conversations are, are starting to evolve and uh it's great to just see that it's happened in such an organic way with this crazy acceleration, given all of the hurdles of, of this past year. So big ups to you with that. How can people learn more about where are the black designers and, and get involved?
1: We mostly communicate through our Instagram. We do have a Twitter, sure. but we're really bad at maintaining that. And that's <laughs> obviously a scary place. But yeah. we mostly communicate a lot of things through Instagram and like our website. And I think just like general, like a general, if you want to get to like a general feeling of what we're about, our entire conference is online. And we just wrapped up our back to school fall series, which I actually need to finish editing some of the videos, but it has some just like great education videos on just like things from the history of black, um, graphic design on um, to just like, uh, designing to divest and what is what is considered to be good design um like highlighting you know just like uh black work like miles wilson who's an amazing photographer and and just like his experience of being a black photographer especially during this time um where our nation is like extremely polarized so that's kind of like where you can like know about you know us and i try to make myself open so people can contact me even like yeah. so bad at responding, but <laughs> you have to bear with me. I, 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 really try to be like very accessible to like, um, people because I think it's just like really important. Um, so that's kind of like where you can like learn a lot about us. And then, I mean, just generally our Slack too, like just see what's like going on, like come to our events and stuff like that. And, and yeah, that's just, that's just, it. it's just like a low key thing. It's not like high pressure or like elite or anything like that. Like we're so. Yeah down to earth and we really try to make ourselves like accessible to whomever and whatnot. I do, however, I will say that I'm more biased to um, talking more to black people than like like allies and stuff because that's kind of like my main focus. Sure,
0: Awesome. So here, let's do a few quick fire questions before we wrap up. Okay. Um, so what is one thing that gets talked about too much in the design industry? that needs to get put to bed
1: oh my god what gets talked about too much um i want to say the diversity problem i'm like i want to hear more about solutions to the diversity problem than the actual diversity problem because as black people already know that so i'm like just put it to bed and just show us some solutions
0: yeah um what's on top of mind that you've been reflecting on for the past year
1: um the biggest thing is how do I kind of alter my design process so I'm not contributing to white supremacy? Unlearning hmm. a lot of like my design education curriculum.
0: What do you do on your free time to gain your own headspace?
1: Ooh, I eat a lot of food. Don't be like phased by like how skinny I am. I love food so much. So that's on, I'm usually just like Eating a lot of food, watching Netflix, or listening to music.
0: Who's on your Who's on your What, what is the last movie <laughs> that you enjoyed on Netflix?
1: The last I feel like I'm so ashamed to say it, but
0: oh, because
1: I watch some trash TV shows. There's a lot.
0: There's a lot of trash.
1: <laughs> um, there's so much trash. But to make myself a little bit cool, I the last thing that I watched was this like this anime series called The Great Pretender because it's like it has some like jazz in the background. Mm. And it's like crazy and the style is just like really fascinating. So, and I love the illustration. So that was the last thing that I watched.
0: Yeah. All right, what's on repeat on the playlist?
1: Ooh, right now, I mean,
0: this is, this is in spot. This is great in fashion for Spotify, right? So.
1: <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> on repeat right now. I don't know why I just became obsessed with this song. It's called Dapper by Anderson pack and ooh, oh, mm. I think it's like Domo or something like that. Um, okay. yeah, but that's, that's on repeat.
0: I mean, I can, I can rock with Anderson pack anytime. So that's, that's, that's awesome. Is there anything you want to leave with the listeners before we end the show?
1: Um, yes, I always, you know, say this, cause I'm a huge advocate for this, but just like support black talent, just, just like a general thing. It's just like really important. It's so beautiful. It's so powerful. And I think it just needs to be one taken seriously, um, more and just like really nurtured, um, and amplified because again, it's just one of those things that's like indescribable and i've been going i'm so broke right now because i've just been buying prints from black designers um because i just love it but i do need to save money though for this move so i just yep but yeah support black talent that's just the most important thing to me
0: dope thank you so much missy this was very enjoyable conversation and wishing you best of luck on the move and i can't wait to see what comes down the line for where the black designers
1: yeah it was a pleasure being here it was so fun
0: Enjoy this episode? Be sure to hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform that you use. You can also subscribe to my newsletter at HarrisonWheeler.com for the latest industry insights, new article posts, and announcements of future guests on the show. Once again, thanks for listening to this episode of Technically Speaking. I'm your host, Harrison Wheeler, and I'm out.